Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I could talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Tonight is August 9th, 2016. Oh, my God. It's been so long since I did a show. Uh, it feels like I think it was six weeks ago. But anyway, I'm glad to be here. We're going to do a show to have people call in, and I'm going to just do a few announcements, and then I'm going to give you the number to call in. Uh, I'll give it to you now. It's 818-475-9211. 818-475-9211, but just give me a couple minutes. Um, hi to those in the chat room. It's been a long time since we even had people in the chat room, so that's kind of fun. Um, I decided to do a show because there was a lot of conversation in the deprogramming group that reminded me of um, you know, more when I first led and I was, we were just blogging. Uh, so here's the announcements. The announcements are the film is available on Vimeo for streaming. Finally, it's been available I think for a month, so you can rent it for three ninety nine, and you can buy it for ninety nine, nine ninety nine, and um, appreciate everybody else who supported it. If you want to share it on all your social media, please be my guest and do that. Um, I did, or I am getting more distribution. I can't really talk about much, but um, more distribution is coming, which I'm really, really happy about. Um, what else? Uh, so I was reading some of the reviews on iTunes about this show. They're actually really, some of them are pretty funny, even the ones that are, that are critical of me or of the show. And so I want to thank you, anyone who's done done that for me and written a review. And if you haven't and you want to, you just go over to iTunes and review the Blog Talk Radio show that's available for free. You can download it onto your phones, on your computers, and listen anytime. Um, this is something that really helped me as I left in 2011. When I left Alcoholics Anonymous, I, had, I feel like I had pretty much deprogrammed, but it was really apparent to me as I interviewed people like Tom Horvath, who's the president of SMART, um, Dr. Kern, Stanton Peel. There were a long list of professionals. If you look, I interviewed people that you know wrote books, and um, they were sort of specialists in the field of addiction um, that had nothing to do with um, Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, so one of, some of the shows that I did were tearing up the big book, and uh, so if you're really new and leaving, you might like those earlier shows. Uh, and then I redid uh, Tearing Up the Big Book, I think, a couple of years later. I actually think that I'd like to do another show like that, maybe with 
um, some of you folks that really know um, the big book pretty well. But um, one other thing I want to say is about the lawsuit that's still pending, and it is, and I'll talk about it um, after um, something is going to happen pretty soon, and so I'll report on it later. Um, One of the problems with the lawsuit that uh, was dismissed out of New York is they said that you know, New York is not connected to the groups here. They're not responsible. And um, I have here a thing called Box 459 that the General Service Office of Alcoholics Anonymous in New York City sends out to all of its GSRs and really anyone who is a good, dutiful uh, service member for free. So you were donating your time to the nonprofit of Alcoholics Anonymous. And on the front cover, this is from this is a the summer of 2011, so I guess that's why I still got one. They were still mailing me this shit. But anyway, um, it says the 61st General Service Conference, and in a, there's a big picture. It says, we are responsible for AA's future. Let it begin with us. So when they said that they're not connected, I don't know who they're talking to. Um, I think it's unfortunate that, um, you know, I, I guess, well, it's going to take what it's going to take. But just know that um, we're fighting hard and we're going to figure out what's the best way to, to stop it, to stop the infestation of Alcoholics Anonymous in medical facilities, in psychiatric wards, in the FAA, that no pilot, no nurse, no doctor, no lawyer will ever be sent, no cop, no uh, Coca-Cola truck driver will ever be sent to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting for, um, you know, for, for a drinking issue or a drug issue. And sometimes people... You know, we're far from being what they call an alcoholic. It, it's pretty bad. Um, I live in California, which is, you know, really, you know, steeped with AA members in the entertainment business and judges and lawyers. Ohio's pretty bad. Florida's pretty bad. But um, I want to give you guys time because I did shorten the show because I had a, um, a situation with a, a meal I'm cooking. No, just kidding. No, but I'm not kidding. So um, I'm going to see if anybody wants to call in. Um, so right now, I, I know the person who's waiting in the queue, and uh, that's my sweet husband, Kevin. Hi, Kevin, out there listening. Um, anyone wants to call in, call in now and tell us why you left or why you're leaving, and we'll try to get as many people um, to talk in this 25 minutes that we have left. 818 now, I will continue to talk until somebody calls in. I want to welcome everybody um, who's in the chat room. It's kind of fun. It's been a long time since I've had uh, somebody with me live, uh, which is fine. So one of the things that um, people were talking about was just the crazy stuff that's in the book. And if you were, I think I'll take a picture of this book, and I'll put it up on the Facebook group so you can see what a what a entrenched stepper I was. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, I heard me say in one of my old shows was how it says we have recovered, and somewhere along the line, you know, they wanted to switch that and say that you're recovering or you're in recovery. All right, here's somebody. I'm going to bring them on. Hi, caller. You're live. Can I have your first name? Um, I'm Susan. Hi, Susan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's nice to hear your voice. Well, we've talked before. I know we have. Yeah. Well, you can you oh, turn I'm, on I'm the, now... the speaker in your house? Can you turn it down? We can hear the. I can hear the feedback. Sure. Hang on, just a second. Let me. Let me do that. Oops. 
<laughs> if you could sorry. just turn it, turn it off or turn it down. Are you listening on your I'm computer? I'm trying. I am trying. Anyway, see, my computer locked up. That's why I was calling in. It's because um, I'm having a lot of trouble hearing you online. And then all of a sudden, whenever I got on the phone with you, I can hear it. Now I can't turn the damn, I mean, the dang thing off. There, you got it off. Whew. Okay. There you go. Okay. All right. So you, you want to tell us, I mean, I know why. Do you want to tell us why we left AA? Well, the the of course, I was abused, but the final straw for me um um I was sexually abused, you know, when I was young. Mm-hmm. But um um you know, when you're in the insanity of it, you um I I, I didn't it it really didn't that that wasn't the reasons I left. The final straw for me was my best friend and I both had been in for um over 20 years each. And um he um um uh, oh, anyway, he turned it down. Oh, it's it's on again. Your I can hear your computer. I am I am very sorry. Maybe close it. Is it like is it a laptop? Yeah, I I was I'm trying. I finally <laughs> got it to unlock. Um but as Good. I was saying, my best friend yeah. and I both had over twenty years. He um got cancer and um it was um uh he was he was having to take some pain medication mm-hmm. while he was having his treatments. And um they, some of the, um, now we were considered old-timers. Rick and I right. were both considered old-timers, but right. some of the very old old-timers, um, say with 40, 30, 35, 40 years, uh, one in particular, um, decided to tell him that if he took his pain medication, even as prescribed, that he would lose his sobriety. Oh, my God. And that was the final straw. Yeah. Because that... That's absolutely insane. Right. And um um and I um that was probably, you know, the, the some of the last meetings I went to um um uh, were there. But before that even I had you know, my eyes had began to open because I watched them um pray on these young girls that come in. And mm-hmm. um as terrible as it is, some of the, the young Men that would come in, the good-looking young men that would come on, you know, maybe some of the the older women would prey on them. Even uh, it, well, it wasn't it wasn't quite as prevalent as the the men with the women, right? But mm-hmm. um, and and they were underage. A lot of them were underage. Wow. And yeah, and um, um, and um, it, it was it was just disgusting. Yeah, and, wow. um, horrible. It's anything. a small town, right? You're, you're. I know, like, what state Very you're in. Very small town. I live in a town less than a thousand people. I had to actually drive uh, thirty miles to get to a meeting, and that was in a town with about four thousand people in it. So, mm. um, yeah, very, very, very small town. Well, it's you illegal know? what they're doing, huh? I guess you know. What if we called the police in that area? You know, I mean, what? and said that they're older. Adults, you know, that are, it's not praying, it's illegal to have sex with a minor when you're an adult. And if they're double whammy of someone who's struggling with um, alcohol issues or drug issues or even just got thrown in there, like kind of like you did, right? Your situation right. where right. you didn't even belong there. And, um, and the thing is, the um, 
uh, it's probably just been within, say, the last year or so that uh, the courts down here and the um, police and, you know, sheriff's department and everything have have kind of started listening to, uh, you know, AA is not all it's cracked up to be. Mm. Um, and they've just now, you know, started listening to that, and that was because my son, right? <coughs> excuse me, got into some trouble, and well, um, mm-hmm. the judge wanted to send it to him to um, um, go to meetings, and I told him over my dead body, mm-hmm. and um, um, because um, with a job that I have, I there are times that I do have to testify in court, um, and so they all know me. Um, yeah. And um, um, so, um, um, you know, they, they started listening to me a little. Oh, that's yeah. so good, Susan. Yeah. I mean, those of you, if you haven't, um, Susan actually called in a couple of times and told her whole story, and I've talked to her privately on the phone. But it's a pretty horrific story, an underage person who was preyed on by um, older men in the group. But um, she really told the uh um, you told the sheriff? No, you told the judge, right? You told, told the judge, I told, and they. I told I told the judge in two counties, both, you know, um, and um, um, and um, th- three sheriffs. Um, oh. Mhm. This is great. Well, I want to thank you for calling in, Susan, and I'm going to um, uh, put you on hold or something, and okay. and then. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. So, thank ladies you. and. Oh, thank you so much, Susan. Um, we'll talk again. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Let's see. How do I do this? This is so weird. Okay, there we go. Um, wow. So anyone else wants to call in at 818-475-9211. That's fantastic. It's a really good example of someone who was in who, you know, had the opportunity to talk to the judge i mean she it's so interesting when i said to do that they were like oh you know you can't do that you know you can't say anything to a judge when you're standing there and but in a small town you can and as a result um susan has changed things in her small town and there's a trickle of trickle effect of that right because she said she told three sheriffs and they're they're hearing her and then you know i guess they can get out there on the phone and um uh, not on the phone, but they could, you know, they're out there and they realize they could get on the internet is what I meant, and they can look things up and see the situation that uh, Alcoholics Anonymous is not all that it's cracked up to be. So I want to thank you, Susan. Um, I believe she's calling from Arkansas. Um, all right, so here's some of the stuff that is really crazy uh, until someone else calls in, um, 818 Four seven five ninety two eleven. Don't be shy. We have uh, fifteen minutes left where we can call in and say why you left. Uh, so in chapter five, it says that rarely we have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed a path. So they are still reading this, as we all know, at every meeting all over the world. And when you say that, that rarely have we seen a person fail, it's a lie. And it's a big lie. And, in fact, most people don't follow the path. And the percentage rate of people who stay um, abstinent is like 5%. And um, I'm all for – I'm not going to send this book back, but I'm all for what Jason Bartley did, which was – I mean, they were into book burning. I I like it better that you send the book back and say, I want my money back. We have another caller. I'm going to take the caller now. 
Hi, caller, you're live. Can I have your first name? Hi, this is Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Welcome I just saw your message on Twitter. I wish I had seen more of the sh- or heard more of the show. Well, we just started it, and um, I just was giving some announcements, and a woman called in from Arkansas who left. Yeah, and, I heard um, the end of her. Yeah, so she was sexually... Actually, I know her story pretty well if if you listen to an older show, but um, are you in the process of leaving, or have you left? I actually, I spent uh, seven or eight years very involved in 12-step, and I left recently. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I actually, I had the worst time leaving because um, I lost my entire network of friends. There's this whole nonsense of everybody assumes that I'm, you know, using again or that I'm in jail or, you know, people try to try to get me back into it. It it really acts like a cult when you try to leave it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because yeah. um, what they what they do the program written by a traveling salesman in the early 20th century it's it is a religious program that works for a small number of people that are actively religious mm-hmm. but it doesn't work on the scale that we need it to work right right the, major, the majority of people that go in it does not help them mhm and back to the issue with women you know women come from a a drug situation sometimes they come from the streets or they've been living with a drug dealer and they're very vulnerable because on the streets your your sexuality is your currency and then they go into the rooms and they're preyed upon by people that you know they operate the same way i used to right. work with a lot of women cuz i'm gay um you know i would protect them mm-hmm. and try to try to get them to understand that you don't have to use your sexuality here, um, but people would prey on them. You know, yeah, women who are coming from the streets are vulnerable in that way. Right, it's true. And and so why did you finally leave? Well, I, you know, I stayed sober. I worked with a lot of people, and um, um, I just really watched so many people die. Um, they have a well, bad habit of they blame you for failing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, for a sm- for a small number of, you know, the first hundred men lived in a whole different world from the way it is now. The program is mm-hmm. not based on science. It's it's an antithesis to science. It's infiltrated the courts and the treatment centers, and it does not work. Less than five percent of the people succeed in that program. Right. It's so and true. You, and it victimizes you for failure. Yeah. It's very shocking what you just or what you said was that um you know, you saw many people die. I think my husband and I between the two of us have seen about ten people commit suicide over yeah. the years. And you know, we think about the point of what the United States was like in nineteen thirty five. It was very Christian religious. Like the whole country yep. was way more um, you know, Christian and, and based and all that and uh but I, I think it's sad how entrenched we've all found it out to be and that we 
I'm really kind of upset about how it's got into our courts and medical facilities and and the, what's happening to pilots well, and doctors, this right? Is, I mean, it's, this is actually yeah one of the things that I just can't stop being angry about. The courts are sending people there. The, the treatment centers that used to do psychological and medical recovery have now all they're all selling twelve step, and the the twelve step lobby, you know, it's it's a it's an informal lobby. People don't realize that they're doing this, but the group has a way of keeping the science out. Yeah. There's so many important medical and scientific uh, things going on with addiction and the brain, and 12-step tries to keep it out of the treatment community. You know, with the heroin problem, treatment is going to be huge in the next few years, and yeah. it's all going to be religious programs by 12-step groups. Uh, I really want to stop that. I'm trying my best. Do you mind asking if, if I ask you where you're, where you're from, or what part of the country you went to meet? I'm I'm from Akron, Ohio, home of AA. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you're like from Bill W's house, and yeah. Wow, it, it's maybe worse than L, than L.A., but L.A. is pretty bad. I, I've been to Cleveland. Wow, it's so, oh, well, I want to thank you. We have a few other people in the chat, in, I mean, calling in. Okay, so well, I'm gonna, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. All right, here we go. Let's Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Oops, I pressed the button too soon. We have another caller. Let's see this caller. Hi, caller. You're live. Uh -oh. Can I have your first name, please? Yeah, this is Alex. I'm calling from Winston-Salem. Hi, Alex. Wow, Winston-Salem, uh, you're across the country, huh? Yeah, I saw your show about AA, and I I just left AA. It, it wasn't a good place to be. That's why I'm fucking drunk right now, bitch. <laughs> I, I just keep fucking drinking. I, I love the fucking booze. Oh, well... Maybe you could go to like try harm reduction. Have you tried harm reduction or naltrexone? No, I'm just I'm drinking fucking booze. I'm gonna funnel some vodka in my asshole. Oh God! Really well, we'll his membranes going. Okay. Well, thank you for calling. Bitch. Hey. There we go. There's a friendly AA, whatever. <laughs> okay. Next one. I knew there was going to be one tonight. Hi there. Welcome, caller. Can I have your first name? My name's Fred, if you can hear me. I can, Fred. Well, I'm standing outside right now. The picket twisted number meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. I found your show. Because usually what I do when I go to a meeting is I, is I uh, look through my Facebook and... Uh, read my email because after 32 years there's not much new that I'm going to hear here right uh, what started me getting out what started me thinking what the heck is going on here was I read a book the uh, called uh, trauma and recovery by Judith Herman which happened to be on my then sponsor's wife bookshelf mm -hmm. who is uh who is a family law attorney. So I asked her if I could read it. Right. And I, could, and I couldn't put it down, and I began to see things about myself in there. 
and realized that I, you know, I never did have a problem with drinking and using to begin with. Mm. Um, 32 years ago, this is after 32 years, 32 years ago, well. I went to seek help because I was cheating on my then wife. I couldn't stop. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do it. And in my opinion, if you want to stop something and you can't stop doing it, you ask for help. And I was routed to a uh, KDAC, which is a person who thinks they're a counselor with an AA degree. I paid him $60. I paid him $60 a week for him to tell me to go to uh, AA and NA. And finally I did, and thus started my 32-year journey downhill. Um, I've never been able to maintain more than two years. Because mm-hmm. the core issue was never being addressed, and I, I talked when I when I realized that I was an incest survivor, and started talking about it at meetings. People started talk, telling me I'm an outside issue. They started telling me you can't talk about that here because perpetrators go here, and they begin and they deserve to get clean and sober too. I was wow. told that by both. By both an AA and an NA sponsor, oh my um, God. that just sort of uh, turned me off into the meetings. Then I got involved with SIA, which is Survivors of Incest Anonymous, which is 12-step based. And they have a lot of telephone meetings, and I I couldn't hang with them anymore because all they were doing was talking about how long they'd been sober, and you know that's not what I was uh, that's not what I was there for it's been a very long journey for me and, uh, right so uh, it sounds like was, Fred you st- yeah you're still going though you're standing outside an NA meeting now well I got into this sober living so I have oh, to go wow. to four meetings a week and get a signature on my card into this sober living um, and that's a that's a whole other story my therapy is is Xanax and trauma therapy. And that works really well for me. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard sometimes to get Xanax because they don't want to, people don't want to give it to you at the correct dosage. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I have it and I feel like, uh, I also have what's called DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder, which means I turn into the wounded child, and that child was conditioned to seek love and affection through sexually objectifying himself. So my vulnerability made me perfect, a perfect uh, indoctrinee for the uh, for the twelve step cult religions. Yeah, you know, I'm it really also is. I'm also Roman Catholic, so. I really didn't find anything different in the steps than I do in in my own in my own church, and I've managed to hold on to my faith. So I mm-hmm. don't really know what I'm doing here, except this place was easy to get into. Uh, the manager's okay with the Xanax, and you know I have to go through four meetings a week. But you can see how I'm going through it. I'm standing outside right now while the speaker's speaking. My wow. card's already in the basket, so 
I hate to cut you off, but I have like two minutes left to the show. I think you could end up on Facebook. I'll, okay. I'll, Thank you, I'll Fred. I'll call back some other okay. time. Thanks right. for letting Thank me speak. I'm going to do more shows or longer. Thank you. Good night. Thank All you, right. Fred. All right. We have one other caller. Let's see if we can take you for a minute. We have one minute caller. Can I have your first name, please? Hello? Hello? Okay. My caller was not there. All right, folks. Wow. Um, so as you can see, uh, the, the thing that I learned about Prop 6, Prop yes. 30, what I learned about Prop 36 was that uh, when people come out, and, and obviously Fred was not even talking about somebody who comes out of jail, um, everybody is, if they go, they go through diversion, I mean, um, and so instead of going to jail, it's sober living. It, it isn't even a rehab, and they're all owned by AA members, and now I know that some big companies are investing in these sober living type environments. Guys, I got to tell you, it's a big, it's a big monster. And um, the film will help, but it's going to take, I think, a lot of activism and, and strategy of how to um, help people to leave and find other things, whether it's advertising and, um, you know, what, television and uh, newspaper and billboards, that there's other options and shine a light on what Alcoholics Anonymous is today, what it has been for decades, how it's not helping people like the people who called in, the, the serious predatory issues. And uh, and I will have another show next week. I will promise I will do it for a full hour um, so that more people can call in. And, uh, and yeah, call me names, yeah. <laughs> Drunken people can call me names. At least I have a little X button. We can just, like, hang up on them when they do that. But I want to thank everybody. <laughs> Joining me tonight, there's 10 seconds left to the show. My name is Monica Richardson. This is Safe Recovery on Blog Talk Radio. Um, I will see you on Facebook. And um, good night, everybody.